Oh yeah. Inhale and welcome everyone. Welcome back to another Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. My name is Jesse and I'm your host. This is a Midgard Musings production. Let's get into it. Donheim playing. Yeah. Stuff, man. Good stuff. This is a song called Raider. Raider. And that word stands for anger or uh, performing a sacred act. So, with that in mind, welcome to today's podcast. Um, hope you guys and gals out here in Midgard are doing well. Today's guest, um, bit of a fun one, bit of a unique one. Um, the, uh, the guest that that's going to be joining me today, um, definitely not heathen, at least not to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> um, but, uh, our paths have crossed from time to time, um, here in my area. And, uh, it's a bit of an interesting you know, uh, relationship that's, that's developed, um, very elusive, uh, guest who's, who's going to be joining us today. You are going to be for the first time on the random heathen ramblings podcast. Uh, you are going to be, uh, meeting a forest troll of sorts. Um, and his name is scuffle moss. So for all of the local Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, people, uh, you've probably seen him around, followed his stories, um, followed his adventures, and uh, we're going to talk a bit about stuff today. So we're going to see what we get into. Uh, so let's go ahead and get our intro going and start today's show. So yeah, um, before we get into the show, uh, get some housekeeping things out of the way. If you are new to the podcast, hail and welcome. This is a, as it says, random heathen ramblings podcast. I uh, usually do these as just sort of a, a platform to kind of, um, you know, educate a little bit, talk about random heathen related topics or just random topics and see if we can find the, the heathenness to it, to the heathen element. Um, in and around my journeys uh, through this path. So um, if you like what you listen to or like what you see on whatever platform it is that you're absorbing this, uh, be sure to upvote it, follow, like, subscribe, whatever. Um, check the show notes or the description area for the Linktree link that contains all of the ways that you can support 
channel and the podcast. There's uh, like, follow, share, and subscribe, or whatever up to my various social media platforms that are listed down there. If you want to, um, you know, offer some uh, monetary support, you can buy merchandise, you can become a patron on Patreon. There's all kinds of options for you down there. So click that link and um, share, you know, share it around, share, share the wealth, as they say. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and uh, bring in Scuffle Moss Treeman. He does have a surname. Um, the forest troll from here in and around Murfreesboro. I don't think he's from here, uh, but we're going to find out. So let's go ahead and welcome in Scuffle Moss. All right, folks. Well, uh, like I said, here we are with uh, the 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 elusive and the in interesting Scuffle Moss Treeman. First time on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. So welcome to the show, Scuffle Moss. Hello, Jesse. It's been a very long time. Yeah, it has. We, uh, what have you been up to here lately, man? Because I know the last time, shoot, I think the last time I saw you, like, you actually had me on a show of yours. Um, this is probably right, like, at the beginning of my Midgard Musings channel. You know, you had me come over and we, we did a story time and, and stuff like that. But what have you been up to ever since then, you know? You, you, you kind of disappeared there for a little bit, it seems. Oh, actually, yeah, uh, the, the uh, let's see, it was um, Midgard Musings. That was, uh, you had just started that. Mm -hmm. And I was doing story time, and I would have uh, guests come on the show, and uh, we had you, and we talked about a little bit of some mythologies, and it was a good time. Uh, yep. Since then, I've done several things. Um, I no longer am doing the online story times. Uh, instead, I focus on like a um, kind of my musical uh thing which is mostly um it's mostly evaporated but it's still mm -hmm. got a part of it that i'm keeping alive with resuscitating um i'm actually gonna be releasing an album on february 11th uh, oh called quarantine sessions Ooh, fun stuff what kind of uh music does a troll play these days i've, I've never heard of trolls playing music that's well i've seen it but you're like the only one so i'm curious like what what kind of music are we talking about here is it like so, jazz is it like you know rave is it you know <laughs> i yeah, don't know it's it's actually a, a bit of everything like I, I wanted quarantine sessions to actually be like um just my own love letter to music because i love music period and, yeah. uh, one of the things that I love about music is how versatile instruments can be. So, like, um, one of the, the first tracks on the album is a hip-hop uh, oh. song. Uh, I just finished that one up. It sounds awesome. Um, another one, we've got an oldie from the Wooden days. Uh, it's wow. called uh, Root. And there's hot chicken with both of those or heavier, they, they sound a little more like uh, closer to doom and black metal and stoner metal. Um, hey. Then I have other things like, uh, see, Snowflakes Still Fall, which is a spoken word acoustic um, kind of song. 
Und um, all of this, it's all into a, a 16-song album. Okay. And this is all you, right? Like, this is all Scuffle Moss stuff. Original yeah. original stuff or, or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of five, uh, well, not exactly five. It's more like a four. Yeah. Four mm. covers that were produced by Rick Pettore of the Woolly Mamas. Oh, yeah. The Woolly Mamas, man. That's cool. It's great to see that uh, Rick and, and, and them are kind of a part of that project. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's mainly Rick. Rick has been doing a lot yeah. of the producing for me recently. Okay, cool. Well, that's awesome news. I'm glad to hear that, you know, you've been staying busy and that this whole, you know, world pandemic thing hasn't kept you down so bad, which, you know, it's affected a lot of us in a lot of different ways. You know, people all over the world are feeling this and uh, continue to, to feel its ripple effects, you know, even now and today. So I'm glad to hear that, uh, you know, a pandemic doesn't keep a forest roll down. <laughs> well, I mean, I felt my own effects from the pandemic, so uh, <laughs> it's been a rough time, but these are the good times. Great, great. Glad to hear that. And uh, I want to I want to kind of let people know a little bit about um, kind of our history and, and talk a little bit and learn a little bit more about you, because I'm sure that out of all of the guests that I've had on my show, uh, you're probably the most intriguing one, at least visually and, <laughs> and everything. People are like, "What in the world? How'd you get a troll?" And especially me, being who I am, and the and the, you know the the religious you know and faith, the spirituality, whatever that I follow, heathens. Uh, there's a lot of folklore that surround trolls in different parts of Scandinavia. But overall, the general theme of the troll in in in, in most of Scandinavian folklore is that they're 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 pretty much bad news. <laughs> Um, and they're, they're unsavory types. Now, I know differently, for, at least from the forest troll uh, uh, species or, or, or whatever. I don't know how, if that's the right word. but uh, This our, our, forest troll, because, yeah. uh, you know, in general, trolls tend to be uneducated. And I think that's what makes them ornery. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you're, 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 you're educated and a bit sophisticated because you got on a freaking knit vest man or or jacket you know what i mean like you're not just wearing moss for for your for your garbs which i think uh when we first met it was uh clothes were kind of hard to come by for you there for a little yeah, bit I, I did not want to wear clothes i wanted to just wear the burlap sock that i had it, it honestly it's nice wearing clothing i i can't object to it but i'm sure you know no one generally does in most cases, you know, I uh, I've recently had a, an experience which I talked about on um, on the last podcast. You know, so for everybody listening, the one last week with uh, Dingo and and Patrick, where we talked about our spiritual camping trip and everything. Part of the part of the thing that I learned about that was the, the importance of clothing because it was in the twenties at night, and you got to have clothes and layers on to keep warm. But then some other times, you know, they 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 are. It's just it's part of that uh, human thing that becomes so cumbersome and so awkward sometimes. It's like you know, I wish I could just forget about all this clothing and and and, and uh, eating and chewing. And my gosh, it's so so cumbersome to have to do all that stuff. What's that like oh. for a troll? Is it the same uh, thing? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, like okay, so I wear clothes, but my son Garble. 
he does not wear clothes. He runs around stark naked and he don't care. <laughs> um, so that's another thing that happened since we've seen each other. I produced a baby. Congratulations. Yeah. How did that work out? Like, how does a troll produce offspring? Is it like the same way as like the birds and the bees, but in the troll version? <laughs> kind of. Okay. So like with forest trolls, we have a special organ that's located in our chest. It's called mm. the root. It, mm. oh, I call it my root. Um, and in general, when forest trolls would mate, because we used to be a, uh, a in sexual production kind of creatures, but that's not existing anymore because I'm, I'm the last one aside from my son. Mm. Um, you would entangle your roots and then all the nutrients from the parents would go into the roots and it would form a baby. That's how forest trolls were originally spawned. But in my case, I did not pollinate for a very long time. It got bucked up. And then I went into the bathroom for three hours and I pooped out the baby. And that's how Garvel came to be. <laughs> very, very interesting. Very interesting. When, uh, when, when we first met um, some years ago, uh, it was at a local music venue. And uh, I think the general response from the public was somewhat of alarm, you know, like, what is this? What is this thing? You know, uh, that that's come out into the public now, meaning you, right? Because, you know, how often do we see the likes of you? Not not often, if at all, you know, and then in in such a short period of time, you know, uh, myself and, and so many others in the community, uh, really got to know and understand like, you know, he's, he's, he's different, but he's not harmful. And uh, if anything, he's, he's loving and he, and he wants to be a part of the world around him, uh, meaning, you know, the community and everything. And you really did, I think, a great job at, at you know, educating the public and, and saying, hey, just because I'm different, you know, doesn't mean you have to be afraid of me or, or shun me. And I think that's a valuable lesson. You know, just overall for the world to know, you know, I don't know how you. That is essentially what I was going for um, when I first came out. Um, and even now, I still I still want to give love because that's really all that matters is the love that we give. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to spread hate. I don't like hate. Yeah. It's not fun for anyone involved. Uh, but in, you know, it, it sucks because along the way you meet people and your, your, um, the way that your lives line up don't line up. And those kind of things suck. But, you know, I'm still friends with a lot of folks and I, I, uh, I don't go out a whole lot because, well, I mean, I don't necessarily have a reason. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I used to love going to Autograph Rehearsal Studios, the venue that we met at, yeah. um, because it's, you know, right down the street. It, it was easy to get to, and it felt comfortable. And, like, there weren't any police around to say, hey, what the heck is that? Right. So, you know, in general, I tended to prefer that music venue. Um, then there was, of course, media rerun. Um, mm -hmm. and because that's no longer in service, uh, 
you know, I'm kind of out of options of places that I'm welcome because, uh, you know, yeah. people don't usually welcome for. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, like I said, that's one of those unfortunate things that, you know, people that uh, just don't understand or that don't get you, you know, they want to pass judgment and think, oh, he's kinds of crazy things you know oh he's out to hurt me or he's out to cause a ruckus or he's out to do whatever you know but i don't know no no not at all and you know i think that uh the real friends that you make along the way stick with you through the toughest of times you know and they uh they don't they don't abandon you or you know true friends don't abandon us and you know even if you don't speak to each other for a very long period of time or even if there's this gap uh between seeing each other and stuff you know kind of like with us you know like we don't talk a whole lot it's it's very rare to talk like this is the most i think we've talked in in a very long time prior to um uh setting this whole thing up which i'm glad we did because uh it sheds light on on a lot of positive things i think um and uh, i wanted to i wanted to see if you could tell the the public uh, and i know very little but like tell us the story of you um because again the the mythology and the lore that surrounds trolls in scandinavia like i said is is largely that of their their magical creatures and and they're usually out to no good or they're up to no good you know and they want to cause all kinds of problems but uh are you native to murfreesboro tennessee or like how did this how did where like tell us the 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 mythology behind scuffle moss so uh in, in general what i tell people because, you know, uh, it was a very long time ago, but I'm not a geologist. But what I found is that I originate from a forest on the borders of, of Germany and Russia. There's, there's somewhere in between there where I spawned. Now, one day I was being chased by a hornet and I showed up into a clearing and I found a very large crate of hamburger buns. Um, and I stumbled upon said crate of hamburger buns. And I started eating them. And I passed out. I fell asleep. Next thing you know, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. But oh, wow. this was like 60 years ago. <laughs> so, you look good for 60, if that, yeah, if you're, if you're uh, I, uh, over. I'm 232 years old. You're looking Yo. damn good. I hope to look as good as you at. 200 and some on <laughs> Yo, uh, mud just use mud to exfoliate that's the trick that's, gotcha. that's the trick um so i woke up in nashville tennessee and i spent a couple of uh, decades like six decades hiding in the woods um and eventually i came across a haunt like a haunted house kind of thing and the the people running it they were like hey you are scary looking we want you to scare people so they paid me in hamburger buns and um it was cool for a while but i didn't like scaring people i, I wanted to make them laugh i would twerk up on them i would uh like tell jokes and, yeah. you know act silly because i didn't want people to run away from me um so eventually they said you don't scare people you go away so i got my last bag of hamburger buns and i headed down the road and shortly thereafter, I was hit by a car. Uh, the car was my caretaker. They took me to their house. 
They kept me in their garage. They taught me proper English. They taught me to read. They taught me like a proper music appreciations uh, and how to play video games. So, you know, they taught me a lot of things. Then they let me go. The rest is history. So they civilized you a little bit. Yeah. Or dom domesticated you as best they could, I guess, maybe is the... Yeah, I'm basically a house cat. <laughs> okay. So, wow. So the forests of, of, of a border of, of Germany and Russia, hamburger buns, you basically went into a, 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 a bun coma <laughs> and turned up in the United States, Nashville, Tennessee. Don't know how you got here. Uh, that's quite a story. And... And yeah, it's been it's been it's been a wild like just seeing like knowing that, but seeing your journey or seeing your your life story, the saga, as it were, the saga of Scuffle Moss, we'll call it kind of play out and continue um, with the people around the area. You know, you you've I, I was actually for, for the folks that don't know, I was actually um, part of a show that you performed. And I think it was Nashville one time. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, well, it was, it was it was a band, Wooden, right? It was it was like, and I got to be a part of that show, and that was such, and it was like a story being told. It was very theatrical, you know. Um, there was there was action, there was drama, there was, you know, fighting, and there you know all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, you remember that? You remember of that course show? I do. I'm trying to remember where of that was. I remember that show. Uh, it was at the High Watt in That's Nashville. it. Yeah. Um, that showed a couple of months to put together. Uh, we were playing with um, While You Were Asleep, The Mod Gear, and uh, Knights of the Round, which are yeah. a Final Fantasy cover band. Mm -hmm. um, they, they invited us to play at the High Watt and like I said, it was months in the making. I wrote a script. I uh, made comics that coincided with it leading up to the show. And then at the show, we we had actual actors, well, kind of actors. We had a few friends who um, we, you know, gave roles. And yeah. one of those roles was Jesse as the Vitki, which was a ancient uh, Viking who got summoned in order to help us fight off in ancient evil. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Cause like, you know, uh, some of the, uh, some of the cast, uh, members of that, uh, performance are still near and dear friends and even brothers of mine who make up our tribe, um, even to this day. And, uh, so, so being a part of that and, and being integrated into that story, uh, you know, because the Vitki, uh, it might be somewhat of a a modern term, I think, but but it has its roots or it has its traces to rune rune readers and rune casters and and people that worked with divination in uh, you know ancient Scandinavia, probably up to and during the Viking Age, after like the conversion period or during the conversion period. But it's pretty it's pretty safe to say that you know rune divination and and magic sorts of that that nature were were evident and apparent in the societies at the time so me being you know uh pagan and and following 
a pagan path that reflects Germanic heathenry, uh, having that role in 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 the show was like an homage to my beliefs and it was really well put together and i loved the the story and how it was like we got to get this you know this ancient magician or this ancient you know uh viking guy or whatever to come in and, and help us defeat this monster or whatever is very saga-esque you know what i mean like it was something that i think you could put together and, and, and do a film like which is that is that uh is that performance anywhere online like can anybody can we can we find that somewhere or is that has that been taken down do you know or is it nope it's still, still up um it's on my youtube channel uh, okay it's titled um rise of the blood moon i believe okay uh, we're going to find it, though, because I want to put that down in the show notes for everybody to check out, because, I mean, it was a pretty epic set. Um, it was a full set of I don't know how many songs, but uh, Root was Six, one of I them. Think. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Root was one of them. Um, we also played a couple of Some Shaman the Pharaohs uh, covers, mm -hmm. Little Red Riding Hood and Wooly Bully. Um, we also had... Um, Uh, we played Mega Church, which is one of our heavier songs. Uh, another one was probably Hot Chicken, which is another song that's going to be on quarantine sessions. Um, it was a great time. I remember getting my workout awesome. in that night. <laughs> it was. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, so, yeah, I we're actually gonna... recently rewatched that show because oh, I've yeah? been uh, rebuilding my Wooden Boy website. So that uh, the stories that I was telling leading up to those shows could be kind of like put into more of a graphic novel style. Cool. So you got like illustration, an illustrator, or or is is, is it going to be something like that where where people can get a book or, or or a comic book or something like you're talking about like a graphic novel and 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 read the saga or read the stories? Is it going to be something like that eventually? Do you think? Yeah, it's like that. I'm preparing it to make an actual book for release. Cool. Um, but for right now, it's going to be up on my website for everyone to enjoy. Right. And, uh, at the end of the chapters, if there was a show that coincided with it, I usually put the show at the end of it as well. Sweet. So I didn't realize that you had that, that much going on. So... Um... Any social media or any website that that you uh, that you want to have the people check out, um, it, it will be in the show notes. So you know, people listening and watching down in the description, the show notes area, wherever, however it is that you're watching this or or taking this all in. Uh, if you want to find out more about the the stories that we're talking about and, and follow Scuffle Moss's saga, as it were, um, the, all those details will be there. So um, however however you're able to get it over to me. You know, just shoot me those links so I can include that, um, you know, for everybody to check out. Because I'm, I'm curious, too. I'd love to follow along and, and keep track of it. I think that'd be there pretty cool. It's already in the uh, the chat here. Awesome. Great. Oh, that one, that's the YouTube video that goes directly to Got Blood it. Moon Rising, which okay. um, is the performance at the High Wall. Sweet. 
so yeah everybody when you're uh when you're listening and watching to this there'll be a link down in the description show notes area to what we were just talking about uh where i plays the, i play the role of the vidki who gets summoned to defeat this uh i don't know, he was like a, a a monster of sorts i can't remember what is what it was called but uh yeah it's, it was his name was encourage that's the, right yeah it was the old god of my people interesting so forest trolls have a uh like a deity or 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 deities sacred figures so, sort of to we, we mainly had the one uh deity which it was represented by a very large tree whose mm. arms seemed to reach up into the sky mm. and on uh moonlit nights specifically full moons um it it looked like the tree was holding the moon so it looked like it had a big eye uh and there was a spirit within the tree that i later accidentally released <laughs> and set free into the world and that's how the whole thing of wooden happened but um uh, you know the the our, our god was called ankoraj when gotcha. he protected us he gave us shelter and he fed us but then a blood moon struck and everything changed and down the line blood moons have always been bad for us forest trolls mm. that's fascinating i didn't realize that you guys had such a, a seemingly complex view of the world um because and it doesn't it actually doesn't uh <laughs> doesn't drift a little bit too much differently than a lot of other human cultures i think you know um the 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 idea of there being this uh you know god or or spirit or something that exists in nature or that the 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 you know say the sacredness of nature um and i i recently um got to experience something like that where you know the world around me was so alive more alive than i ever got to really experience it before you know i had a, i had a, i had a different perception and a different understanding of everything around me the the rocks the leaves the ground the earth the air the stars the moon just everything now the moon i got to say you know the moon uh don't 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 <laughs> don't underestimate the moon cuz uh i tried to it's powerful <laughs> yeah. it's very powerful yeah yeah no doubt cuz i remember um kind of being in my element at the time and this goes back to last week's podcast where I was talking with uh Dingo and Patrick about our our collective experience and I remember specifically uh at a point where I was trying to uh you know talk to the moon in a way that was very direct and very you know almost confrontational and I I very quickly was like back off buddy you know she she gets you <laughs> and uh I don't know it wasn't a blood moon but it was it was it was a few nights away from well I'm trying to think now cuz was this I'm trying to remember if this past month's moon was a blood moon or it was a wolf moon or it was some kind of major I believe it was lunar. a harvest moon harvest moon yeah yeah that sounds right um but it was the night we were camping you know it was uh just shy of a week away from it being full but it was super bright and it was you know probably about 3 quarters full at that time um but very uh just you know 
very full and very full of energy, full of life, you know, full of everything. And uh, so with like with like what you were talking about, Scuffamoss, with the um, I don't know, the 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 spiritual existence of Ankaraj and, and the world and the trees and this and that does uh do, do, do you do you consider yourself a spiritual type uh troll um oh, in a sense yes um you'll have to excuse me my wolves are uh whining tonight that's okay <laughs> they, they, they do that from time to time <laughs> uh, so uh, i mean as far as spirituality goes in, uh, at times i feel like a hollow husk but you know, I, I do want to feel like there's something out there. Yeah. I know what but you mean. One thing, one thing like I, I do also kind of consider myself a heathen in the sense that uh, the poetic Edda is where I derive my belief system from. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Indeed. Uh, I, I'm not a... Like, I, I really like the stories within the poetic Edda. I, I appreciate the, um, they're kind of like parables in a mm. sense. Uh, yeah. that, that's the way that I personally view a lot of stories and uh, uh, things such as like the, the Bible, for instance. Mm. Uh, again, parables and stuff to learn uh, from your life from and how yeah. to live a good life. And uh, I feel like on the spiritual level, a lot of religions uh, accomplish that longing for um, for what uh, what we seek out spiritually. They they fill that void. Yeah, exactly. There's like that uh, the 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 knowing that there's something bigger than us or greater than us, but maybe not knowing what it specifically is, and just kind of finding the name or something to describe it you know whether it be elements of nature and, and or or something else you know and that's the way i kind of see the eddas too you know um a lot of what i encounter and a lot of what other folks in 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 kind of the circles that i um not necessarily you know gravitate towards but see a lot of activity around a lot of the heathen community specifically i'm talking about you know people come into this path or this view of things and they they always look for something to start with, all right? They look because, hey, I'm, I'm new to this. Where do I start? Um, which is such a loaded question. But so many answers that come to, to people are, oh, you know, read the Poetic Edda, read the Prose Edda, read the, you know, stories and stuff about the gods and, and their adventures and their this and that. And I'm always like, yeah, that's great for that for that purpose, you know, because like I like you were saying, like they, they have a... Um, morals and, and 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 things that you can kind of glean from you know when you know thor loses his hammer and has to dress up as freya to win it back or when you know he has to uh kind of like um uh with him and odin odin as harbard you know as he tries to get across the ferry because he has things to do and and harbard is 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 kind of giving them the, the shit as it were um so many of these stories are, are great but they don't really encompass heathenry the the worldview the, the 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 customs the traditions the the spirituality aspect they're great for the what they are in the terms of just kind of learning about the nature of the gods or the nature of the sacred and and you know what kind of uh 
things you can because you know they have very similar aspects of, of humanity attached to them in, in ways you know they're diabolical they're they're sneaky they're they're treacherous they're passionate you know all these human type feelings and things that we that we uh, feel from time to time it's it's relatable when put into stories but now they're the gods you know and they they're so much better than us or they're bigger than us reality speaking you know and so we can even though they are that and they, they still have this like relatable uh things to that we can pull from and that's where i see that the stories like the eddas that are in the eddas you know um have value they don't really teach us a whole lot about what it is to be heathen but they teach us a lot of neat and valuable things to to glean from just to how to be a decent human being you know how to be a good person and then uh you know the Havamal is another one that that a lot of people try to compare to like the biblical book of proverbs you know well, if you follow this you'll be a good heathen because of the ethics and values that are just inherently uh or that, that are pulled from there, but they're not necessarily just heathen values. They're just like, hey, you know, you you, you want to be a good guest. You want to be a good host. You want to be wary of where you go. You don't want to leave without protecting yourself. You want to, you know, all these very, like, very practical things, right, that just don't necessarily have any roots in heathenry. <laughs> they just tended to, they were the kind of the, the basis of the society or loose basis of the society i should say not even the full basis of the society because the society at the time was much it was simpler and it, and it had a very you know tribal structure um built around it so but that's neat i didn't know that about you that uh that the eddas were so uh intriguing to you i remember i think the the, the time that we came over or that i came over to the caretaker's house and uh, we did a story time video together way back when, like I said, we said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, I think I, I recited, maybe not read verbatim, but I recited like my own version of, of, uh, of a story from the Poetic Edda, if I recall, might've been. Um, I believe it was a uh, tear und Fenrir. Yeah. Yep. Yep. When he uh, he has to sacrifice his hand for the for the gods because nobody else is willing to do it, um, and yeah, that's always a popular one too. Tyr yeah. is uh, among my my favorite of the gods. Is he? Yeah. Noble. He's a he's one of the and that's a very interesting figure too because a lot of the a lot of the uh, old Germanic, and I'm talking like older than the Scandinavian talking about like mainland Germania predating Christian time, like the Christian conversion periods predating the, the Viking age, even older than you, <laughs> way, way, way older than that. Way older um, than me. They, uh, tier, uh, had, you know, it comes from different names. There was tier is, is, is like the old Norse name, but there's two, uh, and zoo and, and, and some of these other Germanic, names that uh are, it, it's derived from as being the principal or chief god of that pantheon of that you know society at the time it wasn't you know most nowadays it's largely accepted that you know odin is the all-father and he's the chiefton of the gods and, and of the aesir gods but uh 
I don't think it was always that, you know, and a lot of scholars and a lot of people that are, you know, studying things now believe that Tyr was that chief god role. And there's a lot of mystery surrounding him. We don't know a whole lot about him other than some of the, the, the traits and, you know, the thing about Fenrir and, and stuff, but like the actual um, origins of Tyr and, and uh, a lot, a lot of allegory and mystery uh, surrounding him but he's definitely a god of nobility i think you know god of kings and a god of uh justice and right action and all that kind of fun stuff you know that's why i like tier uh, he he, te he tends to be the one that stands for what's good what what a good person should do uh, in order to conquer certain uh things but wasn't he also a, a form a, a god of war? Mm -hmm. So, oh yeah, you know there is justice within war. And Tyr, you know, he's just one of those gods that I feel represents a overall good god. Yeah, one of the other. Um, you've been on the Rhetoric Rabbit Hole podcast before, right? You yep. know Alex and, and all them. Yeah, he's one of my best friends. Yeah, good people. Um, and he's been on the channel before, and I've been on the, on their podcast, and I need to get him on uh, him and that crew or whatever over here on one of these podcasts one time. I think it'd be a neat like round table thing. But uh, we did a we did a thing on his podcast one time. It was me and 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 Dingo and uh, I forget who else. Um, but anyway, we talked about Tear because he had a lot of questions. Um, about him as well as another uh god of um you know i think it was was it we were talking about it was it was tear and uh might have been balder or Bragi. i think it was Bragi. i think we were talking about which Bragi, i did a video on him um earlier this year and uh he's a pretty interesting god too um but he, Alex from from the rhetoric rabble home. The whole point I was bringing him up was uh, he he shares a similar uh, adoration and appreciation, I think, for for Tyr and at least the values surrounding you know a figure like that. Because again, it's 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 about what's doing what is good for the overall good of the collective, even if that means a sacrifice of yourself, you know, or putting yourself out for the better for the betterment of the group of the tribe as it were. And I think a lot of us can relate to that and, and appreciate that noble nature, you know, and other, on other parts of, of, of tier that I think of too is, is, you know, it's uh, he had to, he had to, he was willing to, and he knew he had to pay the shield or pay the, the price or, or whatever, because in the stories, uh, he's 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 the caretaker for Fenrir, you know, and and I feel like at that time when when the whole thing went down in the story where Tyr had his hand bitten off by the wolf, you know, it was because there was betrayal, and I feel like Fenrir was was felt betrayed by his caretaker, and I can't imagine, you know, what that. I think a lot of us can, but just that feeling of betrayal—the person that you, you know, had your life um, pledged to, you know, betrays you. And now I got to take something of yours as payment for that betrayal. So it's a bit of a, you know, it, like it really hits 
home, I think, for a lot of people, too, thinking about it along those lines. But again, Tyrion and his noble deeds was not uh, knew what had to be done. And he knew that it had to be done for the good of others. And he was he was the first to um, step in there and do what had to be done. Take that necessary action, even when it was hard to do or I mean lost his hand for goodness sake you know <laughs> he did uh, he was uh, if i remember the story properly um fenrir kept breaking free from his bindings yep. so tear or rather the Aesir gods had the dwarves make a, a a ribbon that was unbreakable because it was made of impossible things so tear was the only one willing to go in would try and bind him again. And when mm. it did not break, Fenrir got upset, bit off Tyr's hand. Yep. He literally like, bit the hand that feed him. Yep. Because, I mean, he's like, dude, you know, you, you raised me from a pup, basically. You know, like, I was I was the one that you were given to take care of, and you do this to me? Let me take that hand from you, bro. You don't need that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And it's a different sort of sacrifice, you know, because a lot, like I said before, a lot of uh, a lot of the adoration that that people find in the gods is with Odin, you know, and the chieftain of the gods. And then this, he, he gave his eye for wisdom and he and he hung himself from Yggdrasil for nine days and nights. And there's sacrifice to that, too. But he sacrificed himself. Uh, to, he sacrificed himself to himself to gain things for himself. And one could argue that what he was trying to gain was to you know, be wise and, and be knowledgeable so he could lead the Aesir and he could have all these great gifts um, that made him a great god or a great leader. But um, I feel like those those actions still had his own de desire, you know what I mean? He was still like, I want it. I, I want it and I'm willing to give anything for it. So it was, you know, not as seemingly selfless as the whole Tyr thing. Like, what did Tyr have to gain from losing his hand? Nothing. Well, Nothing personally. He had nothing to gain from that. It wasn't like Odin giving up his eye, like I get all this wisdom now or all this knowledge. And then, you know, hanging from the tree, I learned the runes and the mysteries and all this of the world and whatnot. That was, you know, stuff that he gained to him for himself. And um, when Tyr does what he does, there's no physical gain. There's no monetarial gain. He literally lost his hand. But it was for the good of the others. You know, it's like, hey, this wolf needs to be kept under wraps because he's going to destroy us all. And I'm the one that he trusts. I'll bind him. And then when Tyr, or Fenrir rather, realizes that he'd been duped, you know, he'd been had, it was time to pay that, pay the shield, as it were. So again, that story itself is, is, is uh, in the poetic era. I know a lot of folks listening and watching are familiar with that story and probably have a you know, more favorite stories in the poetic edit, but that's one of, you know, one of your favorites. This is one of mine, but it has, it has a very valuable lesson, I think, to, uh, to be learned from it. Again, not just from a heathen perspective, just from a, you know, don't, don't take on more than you can handle. <laughs> don't, uh, don't promise more than you're able to, uh, to, to, to deliver. And, and when the time comes and you've, you've, taken on that responsibility or taken on that role. And if you have to, you know, pay up, 
don't don't withdraw your hand take you know feed the wolf as it were <laughs> yeah. it's a pretty it's a it's a brutal lesson that can be you know that can be learned from time to time so i definitely dig it but uh what else have you got going on in, in your projects anything anything besides the the upcoming quarantine um what did you call sessions. it? Quarantine, quarantine sessions, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm also an artist. I paint. Um, I make a lot of art. Uh, I'm also a graphic artist. I uh, have been helping out with uh, Weirdos, a podcast. Uh, they let me design their logo. And I came up with their theme song that plays at the beginning and the end of their show. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. The rhetoric, is it the rab, rab, uh, rhetoric rabbit oh, hole? Uh, Weirdos, a podcast. Weirdos podcast, okay. Weirdos. Uh, it's run by Jay Gregory and um, Kellen, um, I don't remember his last name, but his name is Kellen. Uh, okay. Kellen Lee. Kellen Lee. Um, they have a podcast where they tell stories about things that have happened in their life and how it relates to the topic of the day. Um, so uh, I really liked their first season and I was uh, advertising that I was looking for jobs to do and they picked me up to do a, uh, a couple of uh, graphic design and music things. Uh, so I, I helped with that. Um, like I said, I've been working with Rick Fattori for quite some time. Um, what else do I do? Uh, oh, yeah. I, from time to time, I do a, a felt puppet show. <laughs> nice. With life lessons that really are not life lessons. They're just kind of, you know, me not learning my lessons by doing stupid things <laughs> like uh, the time that daddy cut there's daddy cut oh, wow. he told me about uh this magical figure who grunts everything to anyone and his name is jesus slice and jesus slice <laughs> um he he is the savior everybody gets one Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so I, I like to do that. Uh, you know, sometimes I have aliens on my, my puppet show. Uh, so, you, you know, you can find those things on my Instagram or on the YouTube as well. Okay. So let's see. We've got, uh, we've got your website that we're going to plug. We've got the YouTube channel and you said Instagram, right? So all that stuff. Um, for anybody that wants to follow along and, and, and keep track of the adventures of, uh, of Scuffle Moss here, you know, check out the description, show notes area, wherever, and, uh, you know, click follow, like, subscribe, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 he's got a lot of fun things going on. And we're looking forward, I know I am at least, uh, looking forward to uh, quarantine session. So when that does come out, you said it's going to be February 11th. February 11th. And is it just digital releases? Yeah, it's going to be digital release um, on Bandcamp, 
und I'm gonna be putting it on Spotify, Apple Music, okay. uh, as many places as I can. Yeah. Just to, you know, put more fun music out there. Great. And that'll be announced how? Will you announce that through your website or through your Instagram or do you know yet? When that'll, yeah, it'll, uh, it'll most likely be through Instagram. I use Instagram more than any exactly. other site. I don't really even go on Facebook. I have Facebook pages for the Scuffer Moss Front Club for Wooden Boy, but uh, I don't really use Facebook. Everything I do is on Instagram, uh, okay. but then I also have the websites and I, I update them whenever I feel like. Great. Perfect. So that's plenty of stuff for people to, to keep track of you with and uh, follow along the stories and uh, what, what projects you're involved in and, and, and how all they can support you. So yeah, everybody check out that stuff that Scuffle Moss has got going on and uh, stay tuned for the quarantine sessions that'll be released digitally on most of your major you know, streaming and listening platforms um, February 11, 2022. So that'll be a nice uh, way to start the new year, you know? Um, so great. I think that uh, I think that just about wraps it up here. If you want to just stay on with me a second while I wrap the podcast up, I'll, I'll tie things off with you um, after we stop the, 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 the podcast session. But uh, any final departing words that you'd like to, to leave with the people listening and watching? Um, just think for yourself. Be, you know, a wise person in your own judgments. Uh, try to be a good person because, you know, you, can, you can't do life alone. It, it really doesn't work. You've got to be a good person if you want to get along with people. Uh, also, just keep on scuffling. There it is. I was hoping you were going to say it. I was like, there's something about keeping on something. I'm like, keep on scuffling. There it is. So yes, <laughs> keep on scuffling, everybody. Whatever that is for you, you know, do do right by the people around you and uh, love one another, man. But uh, yeah, thank you, Scuffle Moss, for, for taking time out of your day and uh, hail and good health to you and hail and good health to everybody else out there. Um, and until we all talk again. School. Yeah. Cool. Cheers. And thank you all for your constant support. Don't forget to check out the description show notes area for all the ways you can support this podcast and Midgard Musings as a whole and all the ways that you can support uh, Scuffle Moss are going to be down there too. So until we see, again, to, uh, see each other again in the next episode, you all take care. We'll see you soon.